Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 47 of Process to Profitability. Today, I am talking with Kate Boyd about strategies for a higher converting email list. So she talks about why an email list is so important for your business, and then we talk about what conversions are and why they matter. She also goes into what they can tell us about our email list in our business and how we can get started off on the right foot or increase conversions in our current email list, depending on where we are in business. We talk about some ways that you can engage with your email list if it's small so that you can really get to know your audience and figure out who it is that you're serving and what they need from you so that you can make sure you are in the right place with who you are attracting and that you're giving them exactly what they need so that your business can grow and that you can help them. She also has a really awesome idea for a strategy that you can use to increase conversions on your email list that I loved because it is such a different idea that I have not seen out there yet. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you take this overview of conversions and email lists and apply it to your business so that you can start figuring out what works for you and the people that you are engaging with. Kate Boyd is the founder of Cobblestone Creative Co., a digital marketing agency that handcrafts strategies and content to convert more leads into paying customers and clients. In three years, she has built three profitable online businesses and created marketing and sales experiences, both live and automated, that convert three to five times the normal rates. Kate combines a journalism degree, three years of online business experience, and five plus years in nonprofit marketing to support others as they grow, nurture, and mobilize their tribes so they can have success and time to enjoy it too. Hi, Kate. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Kate, like you've probably heard. I live in the Dallas, Texas area, and that's pretty much where I'm from. And I own a digital marketing agency called Cobblestone Creative Co., and we focus on helping people have higher converting marketing systems for them. So whether that's launches or sales funnels or just their normal content marketing and email marketing, that's really where we come in and help them to nurture their tribes well into more sales so that they are serving more people. Awesome. So how did you get started in doing that and sort of running your own business? Yeah. So I spent the last five years in nonprofit marketing. Well, I guess that was I've been out of my job for over a year now. So six years ago, I started in nonprofit marketing after graduating from college with a journalism degree. And just found myself in the marketing world because I really enjoyed getting to know a company really well and going deep and telling their story. So I really just found myself enjoying that. Started there as doing social media and copywriting and then ended up becoming the marketing director later on. And while I was doing that on the side, I was working there full time, but on the side, I started a cheerleading blog 
which I was a cheerleader all through college. I coached cheerleading all the way through college, from high school through college, and even a couple of years beyond when I was doing some part-time work or in and out of grad school and things like that. So cheerleading sort of was a creative and a teaching outlet for me, which I really enjoyed. And as I was working full-time, I wasn't really able to take that on anymore. So I started a blog focused on cheerleading coaches. The ones that I had met needed some support in, they're really good at the leadership and the teaching and the team building and things like that, because most of them are teachers, but they didn't know any of a lot of the cheerleading skills. And so I found that happy medium for something I loved and using my marketing skills um, and even testing and trying new things in that arena that I was learning with that business. And that grew. And I actually just sold that business earlier this year and then moved on to doing some online business consulting, which ended up with me doing more of marketing for people because I just really loved that aspect and getting to do the creating and really being super deep in people's businesses and helping them accomplish their goals and really being a part of that. So that's kind of my business journey in a nutshell. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so cool that you kind of took the knowledge that you had, started a business, and then found out that, you know, what it was about running a business that you like to do and that you like to help people with. Yeah, I think it takes time for any of us to find that specifically. And I think it's always evolving as we grow as business owners. I think what we do grows too. And so it's going to look a lot of different ways throughout the lifetime of yourself and your business. And so I've just kind of embraced that. At first, it was kind of frustrating to feel like I wasn't committing, but I would commit to things for years at a time and or a year at a time is when I was doing consulting and then ended up doing this for the last six months and still going strong. And so I think just giving myself the grace and time to figure that out and, you know, even now letting that evolve in whatever way it makes sense to. Yeah. And I love that about small businesses that we can pivot and evolve as we need to and as our interests change and as our life changes so that we're not stuck doing something that isn't you know, serving our clients or that we're not enjoying anymore. Definitely. That flexibility and adaptability is a huge asset in what we do. So today we are specifically talking about strategies for a higher converting email list. So I wanted to start out and have you explain why an email list is so important for small business owners and online businesses. Sure. So I think there's no denying that we all have businesses that now exist in the online space, whether we are a local business, a brick and mortar, a product-based business, an online business, services, whatever. Everyone needs an online presence for the sustainability and scalability of their business. And I think you'd be hard pressed to deny that in today's world. And so people try to do that in a lot of ways. I think having a website is a great start. That becomes a great hub for you. But a lot of people try to build their businesses on social media alone. And and some people, that's their whole influence, right? Is using something like a YouTube, like a Facebook or Instagram to be their entire platform. But the danger with that is that we don't have any control over the future of those things. We don't know what's going to happen. And YouTube is even kind of experiencing this now, right? With some of the scandalous things coming on, they're working on their advertising policies, which are affecting a lot of people who have built their businesses on YouTube. And Instagram is constantly changing a couple of years ago with its algorithm update. 
So you just can't predict what they're going to do with the platform that you have chosen to build your business on. And that's why it's important to have something that you own, which your website is a great start, but you want to be able to collect leads. You want to be able to build relationships with people and your email list becomes a great place for you to do that because you can collect people who come to your website or through your social media channels and all of those other places so that you can give them more information, give them different aspects of you, and you still have access to their information and can reach out to them on your timetable and on your plan instead of relying on the different channels that maybe you also use to build your business. So rather than using some external platforms, it's an internal thing that you can take and use and people can opt in and opt out. So it's not like you're just sending them things willy nilly or if they didn't ask for it, it's a place for people to come in, raise their hand to be with you, have a deeper commitment and continue to build that relationship on your terms. Perfect. Okay. So why then does conversion in an email list matter? And can you sort of talk about what that is and why it matters and what it tells us about our email list? Sure. So conversion really just means the amount of people on your list who turn into customers or clients. And This is important because you shouldn't have an email list just to have one, right? It's almost like building a social media platform just to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. But unless that's all you want to do is be an influencer that way and not monetize that in any way, then that's fine. Then that's the way you do that. But if you do want to monetize, then you need to know the percentage of people who are coming to you, who you get to know, and how that affects the revenue in your business. And so your email list becomes a key part of that because again, it's a great place to build those relationships, to let them know about what you have available and for sale and what you can do for them. So there's a lot of ways that you can do that, whether that's you know, launches or regular sales or sales funnels. There's so many different ways to just kind of keep that engine running for you. But you really want to bring people in and use your email as a place to build that relationship with the intent of turning them into customers and clients, because that's the best way that you can serve them is by getting them to show up and commit to themselves by investing in themselves, and then you giving them the information or the support that they need. And so at its core, that's what your email list really exists to do is to build relationships to be able to serve people through your services, products, what have you. And that's really what this hinges on. And so having a high converting list means that you are attracting the right people and that you have a good pulse on what they need and the way that they communicate, which is really, really important. Um, And so if you have a lower conversion rate, that means maybe you're not attracting the right people, you're not talking to them in a way that they understand, Maybe you are at a different place than they are. So you're speaking to where you are as opposed to where they are. There are so many different things that might be holding you back from those conversions. But it says about your email list, depending on that, if you have the right people and if you are building the right systems and marketing content to turn them into customers and clients. And that gives you a good pulse on the health of your business even, because if these are the people who are intimately connected to you online, then whether or not they're buying from you says a lot. Okay. So what is sort of a good conversion rate in the online space for most businesses? Sure. It would definitely vary by industry and by price point. But you're looking at most people, you know, hold to the one to three percent 
conversion rate for people's email lists, which I think is crazy low. I actually like to aim for more in the 5 to 7% range, if not higher. But again, that'll be affected by industry and all those other things. So yeah, if you are at least at the baseline, you are converting 1% to 3% of the people on your email list into clients and customers. Okay. I feel like for a lot of small business owners, that seems like, oh my goodness, that's so few people. And you know, when we look at that, you know, if you have a small list, that's only like one person buying or something. It's not a big amount, but it does matter as far as are you doing the right things? Because if no one ever buys from you, then there's something that you should be doing or should be trying that's not really resonating with the people on your list. Yeah. And I also think like if you have a really small list and you're like, oh, that's maybe three people, right? If you have 100 people on your list, at the time that your list is small, you actually have the highest opportunity for people to buy potentially because you can actually ask them what they want, ask them what they need and give them that, right? Because it's not so overwhelming. You won't get so much information. So I would say if your list is smaller, I would hope that you would actually have a higher conversion rate than that. But if you don't, that's a good indicator that maybe there's something different in your messaging that needs to be talked to or that you just need to get to know those people a little better and know how you can serve them better. Or if they're not people you really want to talk to, you know, maybe you need to start over and start attracting the right people to your list. So it may seem small, but again, it does add up. And so as your list grows, then you can predictably grow your income based on the average conversion rates that you have. And so you'll know then how many leads you need to make X number of sales in order to have the income goals that you want. So it becomes a really good way to even help you predict the income and the scaling that you want to do by knowing how many leads that you need on your list and then you know reverse engineering that into traffic as well. So even just having that benchmark gives you a lot of information even to work with so that you can actually create marketing plans that then accomplish those objectives. Right. So how can listeners get their email list started off on the right foot so that it's set up to convert from the very beginning if they're just starting? I think the first thing is to have a good idea of what you want to be doing with your business. What is sort of the end game product or service wise that you sort of want to start with? So you need to know where you're going to be leading them. For example, in my cheerleading business, I didn't want to and they didn't really want like one-on-one coaching support. They couldn't afford that kind of stuff. I didn't have time for that. I was working a full-time job. And so I knew that I wanted to do courses and digital products. So I built my business knowing that, knowing that an email list would be really important in that and started there and sort of knew where I was going. And then I got to know my people. I sent out a survey and then developed products for them. But if you're doing services, right, your email list is going to be slightly different because you're leading them a certain way and you're doing a certain type of service. And then you also need to know, you know, what industry are you in? You need to get a good idea of who it is you're talking to who it is you need on your email list in order to get those results that you want in the products and services, whether they're already developed or you're developing them as you go. So you need to know your people and your message really well, even if you don't have products or services yet. You need to know those two things to really start developing content for them, which then brings them into your email list. And then you then know how to take that deeper. So I think You need those two things and then you need to know a basic email marketing plan for you. How often you're going to talk to them. What are you going to talk to them about? 
what is going to make your email different than your blog post or your social media? And then how often are you going to sell or how are you going to do that if you even are going to focus that at the beginning? So there are a few different things to consider as you start building your email list to set it up for success down the line. If you're ready to update your website today and need some guidance on things that you can do, check out my free guide, five website updates to get legit. You can download it at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. So it sounds like it's a lot of sort of the things that we want to focus on when honing in on our business anyway. It's knowing who we want to serve and what it is that we want to offer and tailoring that to, okay, what does that look like for my email list that's a little bit different from some of the other content that I'm putting out there? Exactly. Business basics are marketing basics. And without marketing, you don't have sales, right? And so you're going to see a lot of overlap, even just in getting to know your business and in getting clarity in those things. And then, yeah, what makes your email list a little bit different? You know, people won't just sign up for blog updates very much anymore unless they are really, really into what you're doing. So you need to have something that's a little bit different for them to want to jump in and follow you and not just think, well, I'll just come back to their blog once a week, you know? Mm -hmm. So if somebody already has an email list and they want to start seeing an increase in those conversions, what kind of strategies can they use with the people that are already on it? Or what steps might they need to take to really start building an email list that's going to help their business grow? Yeah. So I think one of the first things that I like to do is, you know, just do some re-engagement. If you're not seeing those conversions happen very well, I think the first thing to ask is, am I asking for the sale? What am I doing in my email? Do they even know that I have something available for them? Or am I just expecting them to figure it out on their own? If that's what you're expecting, then you're probably not making the sales that you want because they are not even aware that you have some for sale. So I think that's the first question to ask yourself off the bat. Another thing is to think about how you can re-engage your subscribers or get to know them a little bit better. So whether that's a survey or even if it's just a little one-click survey to get to know them and re-engage and give them a little bit of personalized content. So that segmentation is what I like to call it. Well, is what it's called because you really want to talk to people where they are. And even though you maybe have one client avatar, the reality is that you probably have a few different types of people on your list in the first place. So getting to know them and maybe if there's a difference in the way that they view it, maybe it's a difference in interest related to what you do. Maybe it's a difference in pain points or how they express the challenge or phase of life or business, whatever you do. So getting to know them and starting to maybe segment a little, whether that's different content for each of these people or slightly different approaches to the content that you are already planning on sharing based on where they are in their journey, getting an opportunity to segment so you can talk to people a little bit more personally in a more personalized way is one great strategy to use and one that I think will become more and more important 
as we go in the future because people are getting wise to the one size fits all stuff. So the more that you can segment and communicate more personally, the more success I believe you will see. A second thing is to regularly clean out your list. So whether you do an unsubscribe campaign every quarter where you sort of email and say, hey, if you don't want to be here, unsubscribe, or I've got this thing for you. And if you don't click, you'll unsubscribe. Or maybe there's a lot of people who haven't opened your emails in three months, you can automatically unsubscribe them or send them something new and free, or just ask them if they want to still be around. I happen to have an automation that does this for me. So if they don't open my emails for two months, then they get a certain tag. And that means then they get put in an email sequence that then will see if they want this special thing that I have for them. And if they don't, open it or they don't click through in that, then I unsubscribe them a week or two later. So that I'm regularly cleaning out my list from people who don't really want to be there anyway, and who aren't doing me any favors by being on there. In fact, you know, with most email platforms, you're probably paying for the number of people that are on your list. So they might actually be costing you money to be there. And we don't want that, right? And so we want to make sure that we have only the most engaged people. So that's a second strategy. And the third one that I really like to use is even gamifying things. I think we see this a lot all around our culture and the things that we do. People are giving you incentives and points and rewards, right? Everyone's got like the Starbucks rewards app or my husband and I go to Krispy Kreme every week on Sunday. That's what we do for breakfast and they've got a rewards app. And so they're making it more fun for you to come because you can win prizes and get discounts and all these things. And we can do the same thing with email, whether that's you know, once they open 10 emails, they unlock a special training. Or if the most engaged people every month get invited to something special or get a new freebie or an exclusive video that's like, maybe it's five, 10 minutes, but it's an exclusive little thought from you that they wouldn't have gotten before. Or if you want to send multiple emails a week, but you're not sure anybody will open them, the ones who open the first one get the second one that week. There are lots of little ways to just sort of unlock content with the power that we have with a lot of email service providers these days to make it more fun for people to be a part of our list by rewarding those who are most engaged and those who only want to hear from us once a week, hear from us once a week, you know, and not overburdening them with all of the communication that we could potentially send if they're a little bit more laid back or less engaged. That is such a cool idea. I know, you know, we all love to sort of take things to the next level with our Starbucks rewards or make sure that Mm -hmm. we take advantage of all of that. And so it's a cool idea to apply that to an email list and just really get to know the people who want to be engaged and give them a little bit more so that they stay interested in what we're doing. But we can tailor that so that you're right, that if somebody only wants to get an email once a week and they just want to read through it and see what's going on, that's all they're going to get. And For some people, that's what they want. You know, we don't want to overwhelm people by giving them everything if they just want one email. Totally. And again, it goes back to the personalization, right? There are some people who check their email multiple times a day, and there are some of them who only check it once or twice a week. And if that person who checks it once or twice a week opens their email and they see three or four emails from you, they're going to feel overwhelmed. And so the more that we can, again, tailor our communication, I like to call it handcrafted. So whether that's the plan and the strategy there or 
even just the content that we send through segmentation, we're giving the right opportunities to the right people and then upping their affinity for us. And that will often result in more influence, income, and impact. And I love that you mentioned that if you have a small list, you can take advantage of that and actually do more personal interaction. You can encourage people to reply to an email and then actually have the time and space to thank them for their answer instead of just getting a million replies to your email and feeling overwhelmed. When you're on a small list, you have a lot more freedom to engage individually and make people feel like you're on their side, that you're there for them. And that's a great way to then grow your email list and also figure out what it is that your people want. And if you're finding that you're not targeting the right people, then you know sort of where you can shift and change and what you might need to do differently. Absolutely. When you have a small list, that is an amazing opportunity that you have to get to know those people who were the early adopters for you. What drew them to you? What are they looking for? You know, you can get a lot of great market research just by having them interact with you via email. And people love when you respond personally because they don't expect you to anymore. And so if you ask a question and you respond personally, they're often blown away and they come to love you that much more. And that opens up so much dialogue for maybe the products you create or the way that you sell the things that you've created because it just gives you that much more opportunity to actually connect with your people. So don't see it as a disadvantage. I think that's one of the greatest advantages you can have is really taking the time to get to know those people early on because that can shape the entire future of your email communication for when you do have a bigger list. Okay, so how can we use our email list and these things that we're sending out every week or every month to serve our clients? Well, I think the first thing is, do we know our clients really well, right? I think we need to know what challenges they're facing and the way that they're coming to us or what we can do to actually serve them to get them closer to where they want to be. And that's what I really think it comes down to is getting to know your people and how you can serve them. So shaping content that brings them little wins. So transformation-based stuff that says like, this is where you want to be. This is step one to get there and giving them some tangible results even before they pay to work with you or buy something from you. I also think this is a great place to actually let them get to know the real you. So maybe you share stories. Maybe you give them little peeks into your everyday life or you're behind the scenes of your business. People love learning from that as well. People want to follow people that they like. If they don't like you, they're not going to follow you or buy anything from you. And so you want to make sure that you are, and this again is a business basic, right? No like and trust. So help them to get those results just by even building that trust along the way. And often results are a great way to build trust, but getting to know your personality and giving them resources that they can use. Maybe you're a curator of great things. Maybe you give them other articles or freebies or other things like that, connecting them to the right people. There are a lot of different ways to use content to your advantage and 
to get to know your people and serve them through email. All right. So is there anything else that you wanted to share about email lists or increasing your conversions that I didn't cover already? Oh, well, I'm sure we could talk about it all day. So So maybe we'll just leave it at that because I think, yeah, there's a lot of deep dive nitty gritty stuff that we could get into, but I think we covered most of the important high level basics. Okay. So I'm going to wrap up with some of the questions we ask everybody. So can you give me one example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Gosh, I think that's everything in business. Serving my clients well brings me a lot of joy in what I do. I love celebrating with them and seeing the results that they have. So me serving them gets them great results. And that not only just brings me joy, but I think often that's a great way for you know future referrals or all sorts of things like that. So I mean, me serving on the front end gives me income, but then it also creates like this wonderful, joyful kind of pipeline for the future of my business too. Yeah, I think that when we can serve our clients well, it's really cool for them. You know, they walk away feeling like, they got more than they expected, but it also brings us joy in our business because we know we're doing our best work and that we're really getting to see what people can accomplish through the ways that we help them. Totally. All right. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Hmm. So... I'm actually in, um, cause recording at the end of 2017. So I'm in 2018 planning mode and I'm really loving diving into power sheets. I bought them for the first time this year. So that's really fun and getting my goals ready for 2018, both personal and professional. Uh, something else I'm loving. Oh, my husband and I just watched this show on Amazon called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And it's about this woman who becomes a stand-up comedian like in the 50s. And it's super interesting, both culturally, but even just, I mean, it's hilarious too. And so we really enjoyed that. Cool. I will link to both of those things in the show notes so that people can check them out. Awesome. So what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? Oh, man. I wish I really knew because I feel like I'm just in this stage right now of, of getting clear. I feel like I'm at a great place in my business where I've got foundation in place. So right now I'm just looking forward to casting a vision for what's next for my company. And I think that's um, so just even connecting to that, getting to know myself and doing some vision work. And so I think that's really what I'm excited about is taking a little bit of a deep dive into that to figure it out. Okay. And then the final question is where can people find you online? Yes. So you can find me on my website at cobblestonecreativeco.com and then on Facebook under Cobblestone Creative Co. and then on Instagram at cobblestonecreative.co. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited for people to dive into this episode and really get an overview of how this can work and then start figuring it out for their own business and what strategies are going to work for them. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.